When that scene happens, oh my gosh. Oh, we're going to talk about that scene, but until we get to that scene, we are not reducing Masato to it, because I will fucking scream. <laughs> Actually, let's just take it all the way back to episode one, where she gets out of the car, and she's like, man, I'm going to fuck that 14-year-old. Yeah, dude. I mean, uh, she, did, she did give him a picture of, like, whole... We don't know who sent that picture. <laughs> <laughs> He's thought about it. Hello and welcome back to my first anime, End of Evangelion. We're actually wrapping it up this week. Uh, I'm Chris Bailey. I'm uh, Sabato, also known as Monkey. And I am Anthony Vaught. Uh, so, a few things. A couple overview things before we dive in here. One, I've heard that there is a reading of this move. Well, first of all, we all agree that this is like happening concurrently with 2526, yeah? We can. Okay, because there are, like, ideas, or there are some people that are like, oh, it's a retelling, it's a different version of that. But the, I see it as, like, what's happening in the real world as, as 25 and 26 is taking place, if that makes sense. The way I look at it is the whole movie happens, and whenever Shinji's lifted up to the sky is whenever the anime series of 25 and 26 happens. Okay. Yeah, because there's a couple flashbacks with some bodies that we see that are concurrent with the uh, series and movie. Yeah. Point two, I guess, is there was a reading of this movie that uh, people basically interpret it as a giant fuck you to the fans from Anno, because I guess after this series proper had ended, he got like a bunch of hate mail and like death threats and stuff. I kind of see it in like how much this is a much more uh, cynical and perhaps like nihilistic telling of a lot of the ideas in 25 26 and some of the things that happen especially one of the first scenes we're going to talk about read through that lens could take on a new meaning i just want to float that because i think it's an interesting thing to keep in mind when considering the way this movie plays out but i pretty much wholly reject that reading so the 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 all the death threats and stuff came after the movie no after the end of the series i believe Okay, and are those some of the same people that were like, I love this show, but you fucked it up, or something like that? Probably, absolutely. I, I would almost guarantee. <laughs> but but, but the, my, the, my whole point in that is like, Ano got that, and it's like, well, you guys suck, so fuck you, here we go. Here's the bullshit you wanted, it sucks. Get wrecked. Wait, is that the end of Evangelion? There, there are some people that believe that end of Evangelion is kind of a fuck you from Ano to the fan base of Evangelion. Okay, I'm just going to say right now, uh, I prefer the end of Evangelion than the last two fucking episodes. Okay, yeah. I mean, so I'm, I'm in that boat, too, by, like, a 5% margin. That rolls into my third overview point. I'm going to just say it here. Uh, this movie sucks, and I hate it. Uh, I definitely like the end of the series proper better. There are some things in this movie that are better than pretty much anything that happens in the last like six episodes of evangelion but as like a whole and as an ending oh my god i hate this movie dude like it's actually so bad i i prefer the movie and there's only one reason why i prefer the movie in the last two episodes i think i know what you're talking about what is it does it involve asuka yes or no okay then maybe i don't know what you're talking about do you do you know what it is anthony uh no there's actual fighting 
in these fucking episodes. Oh, so it is Oscar. <laughs> but yes and no, pure yes. I um I in terms of between these two, the series and the movie, I still prefer Perfect Blue. <laughs> wow, thanks. <laughs> Bold claims coming out. Let's get into the movie. And let's just go straight to one of the worst scenes that I've ever seen in anime. I I, I got something before that. <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. I've never, I, I don't know, maybe this is a Japanese thing. I've never in my life seen so many production companies show up at the beginning of a fucking movie. Oh yeah, there was a lot of credits. Um, actually, one. I also have one more thing before we get into the movie proper. Just a quick moment of silence as we move on from Cruel Angel's thesis and Decisive Battle. The only things I will miss from this anime at this point. <laughs> two, two seconds of silence. Thank, Thank you. you for your respect. <laughs> <laughs> I I am gonna miss Oscar. I'm just gonna say that. Like, uh, yeah, oh I gosh. will kind of. I I would have. I would enjoy Masato and Oscar, and to an extent Ritsuko being in a better anime. No, dude, I would not. Uh, I do not like Masato whatsoever. They butchered her character so fucking hard. I 100 agree. Episodes. Speaking of uh, terrible character decisions, here we are in the hospital. Uh, Shinji is. At a comatose Asuka pleading with her to wake up and help him. And conveniently, he manages to turn her and in perfect, it, it, just, you know, the perfect way that physics work, her shirt rips open, exposing her bare breasts, to which Shinji decides, you know, now would be a great time for if I just jerked one out right here, right above my comatose friend in the hospital. I'm just saying Shinji's not really good with the social cue, so this makes complete sense to Shinji. I don't think it makes sense for Shinji at all, because... I mean, the guy sees some pairs of tits. I mean, come on. Yeah, that sucks. Also, my first note is boobs. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so surprised there's actual boobs on this fucking thing. I understand it's a movie, though, but it's like, wow, they actually did it. Shinji's dead to me. Yep, same. I mean, fuck off, dude. Like, be because he was annoying and whiny and, like, yeah, ha had no idea. He was, he was a... A traumatized 14-year-old who was already socially awkward up to this point. But kind of his whole thing was that, it, like, deep down, he was still a person who ultimately had a good heart. And now they just go and do this right out the gate to basically say, hey, if you have any amount of respect or caring for Shinji, <laughs> let's get rid of that real quick. And it was immediately, like, I guess... Story-wise, after the uh, 16th Angel, right? No, this is after, like, 19. Or no, this is after the wavy arms. Oh, so we don't actually see Kaoru in this one? Well, after everything explodes, remember Asuka was, like, in the tub, and then they find her, like, a week later? Yeah. After that, this is... She's basically been in a coma until later in the movie. But yeah, this sucks. Um, this is one of two lines I know that has a lot of... Uh, is basically translated differently in every single time they retranslate this movie, whether it's official or fan subs. In this version, the Netflix version, Shinji says, I'm the lowest of the low, which I personally like. I know there are opinions out there that prefer the translation of I'm fucked up. After he uh, does this thing? Yeah. I mean, the best translation would have never been to do that fucking scene, but... <laughs> well, yeah, that's not a translation, though. Fuck. Yeah, and just to... The, this is the only time I'm going to call back to it just as like a reference for the kind of thing to keep out for or keep an eye out for if you want to muse on the idea of this being a fuck you to Ano. Fuck you from Ano, not to Ano, sorry. Um, I heard somewhere, I don't know how true this is, that Ano was kind of confused about like 
people sexualizing his characters, especially the younger ones. Like he didn't intend that in the show. He wasn't trying to sexualize them, but people were doing it. And he was kind of like, that's weird. Why are people doing that? Especially to my young characters. So if you take the idea that this is him saying, fuck off all you stupid ass fans, then you put Shinji in as like a surrogate for the fans. It's like, oh, you want to sexualize my team characters? Here you go, assholes. Yeah, with the whole when you say the whole fuck you thing, that this is the first scene that I thought about. I was like, that makes sense. But the rest of the movie doesn't really make a lot of sense. No, I, I like I said, I kind of reject that reading, but I think it's kind of fun to think about. This makes no fucking sense to have in the film. I completely agree. We got a little bit of exposition from uh, Masato, Gendo, Fuyutsuki, all talking about the instrumentality project. Someone in that cluster gives us the line, humanity finds meaning in the struggle to survive. Ray, we get a quick shot of Ray smashing Gendo's glasses, which hell yeah. Uh, We get Masato like inside of a computer terminal doing some hacking. She talks about how... This was a good shot. I like this song with Masato. Yeah, there's uh, honestly, as much as I don't like this movie, there's a lot of great cinematography and stuff in here. Yeah. And they also brought Masato kind of back to her, what she should have been. That's what I got out of a lot of the Masato scenes was this is more of what like she's more of a mother figure guardian of Shinji in this than she was in the last two episodes. Masato went to fuck Shinji the entire time. Ah, nope. We'll get to that one. That is, I'm putting, uh, so you get a one strike system on saying that, and that was it. (laughs) Nope. I'm going to say, when that scene happens, oh my gosh. Oh, we're going to talk about that scene, but until we get to that scene, we are not reducing Masato to it, because I will fucking scream. (laughs) Actually, let's just take it all the way back to episode one, where she gets out of the car, and she's like, man, I want to fuck that 14-year-old. Yeah, dude. I mean, Uh, she did did give him a picture of, like, We don't know who sent that picture. <laughs> he's thought about it. Also, she could have just sent it because he's a 14-year-old and her whole thing was I need him to like come with me. Uh okay, although honestly to your point about Masato's character, I think there is definitely something here. We we touched on it in our last episode about like the cyclical inevitability of human nature and stuff. You know, you have Ritsuko and Naoko, um you have uh Shinji and Gendo. To an extent, you have Rei and Yui, and but I also think you have Masato and Kaji, because especially towards the end of the series and end of Eva, Masato kind of starts to become like Kaji. She starts doing more like cool action hero spy stuff and becomes more like manipulating people like we saw with Yuga, who was just essentially putting his life on the line to get her information because he had a crush on her and was maybe hooking up with her. And I think there is a really interesting story to tell there especially if you do it with all the characters, but this is not it. I just want to introduce that idea now and get that out there from Masato. Um, she does, while she's in the computer, she talks about uh, the second, the real story of the second impact. She figures out like, oh, that, what we think happened in the second impact isn't really what happened. But she doesn't explain specifics no. yet, right? Yeah, she's just no. like, it's not what we think, which we already knew that. Yeah. Uh, and then Sila starts to hack into the Magi. The, the fact that every company has a Magi system is the most bullshit thing I've ever heard. I mean, why can't they all have supercomputers? They have copies, but this is the original. Yeah, it's still dumb. Yeah, they don't. They probably don't all have mom brains in them. I think they do, but yeah. So Gendo sends for Ritsuko to get fetched to help keep the 
uh, hack out, at which point the Japanese government basically says, yeah, the Japanese government uh, pulls out as like, fuck it, uh, Nerve is the enemy now, we're taking Nerve down, they assume control of the situation, which I think, again, this is, I think, an interesting bit where they show that we think Nerve is like this powerful, rich organization, but actually they're small and weak, and they just had the backing of the Japanese government. Yeah. And basically just had an infinite number of funds because their stuff seemed important. But now they're not doing what they're supposed to, and they're nothing, except they have the big robots. Uh, I got two points on that. I don't know when it exactly happens, but uh, Fuyutsuko is uh, running the show at some point because Masato's off doing her little spy stuff. And it's just not the same. Oh, yeah. Fuyutsuki just, like, standing there, looking out a window, going, hmm. Oh, no, he's I'm just Fuyutsuki. shouting off orders and stuff. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is a kind of around the attack things. And I think the orders were like, I don't know. This happens kind of onto that point. I don't know if it's exactly this moment, but they were kind of like giving us um, some perspective between like the three people on the computers talking. One of them was like, I guess it makes sense of why they never gave us an anti-personnel budget. God damn, I love yes. that. I love that so much. Is that like, this must be why they cut our budget for the anti... I was like, that's that's fantastic. And actually, I'm really glad you brought them up because Hyuga, Maya, and Rock Guy, whose name I don't remember, but he played air guitar in that one episode. I loved their presence in this movie, actually. like Yeah, being, it was pretty good. Being like the, the grounding, the voice of like normal people, all this shit starts to pop off and they're reacting like people should be reacting to this all out war basically happening right in front of your face with an insane amount of military might and also giant robot aliens. And there's also a line later on just talk about the grounding of like people and how little they actually know that we do. Yeah, Uh, it's it's way on down the line, but uh one of the military guys that's attacking from the outside, he, he says something like, uh, uh, oh, we failed. Oh, that's maybe my favorite the, line of the whole movie. Uh, yeah, and then like, <laughs> no, not really. But uh, just the yeah, whole we'll grounding get, we'll, we'll of get everyone. To that. I, we're going to revisit that because I love that line so yeah. much. But uh, so can we get into the attack? Are we there? Uh, yeah, if you didn't have anything else, there's a couple more bits. Um, so Ritsuko goes into the Magi to help it not get hacked, and she says something about the way men and women interact, which I don't remember, but I remember thinking it was very stupid at the time. Um, She stops the hacking with... She protects the Magi with... Hold on. Code 666. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. The (laughs) devil. Which is hilarious and so incredibly stupid that they just decide in the middle of all of this like existentialism and religious symbolism and idealism decide to drop that the code that stops the Magi from being hacked is code 666. No explanation, no attention to it ever again. No, no like real derivable reason that I could see. But yeah, then we get to the attack. They, the, the hacking has been stopped. So they're like, okay, time to go in. We get some shots of, like, military, a lot of knifing, sneaking up behind people. God, I love this. This is a, a straight-up bloodbath, though. Yeah, it's good. People just getting gunned down in hallways, taken out, like, execution style. They're just walking through, shooting everybody. Did they not see the tanks coming? So before this happened, though, Machado does come in before this whole military thing goes down. This this is, like, happening right before the scene. But Machado comes in, and she tells um, them to put Oscar inside her Eva, 
Which I thought Eva was fucking down for the count, and apparently it wasn't. No, they repaired it. I mean, this fucking happens, well, like a few days after what happens in episode 23, right? Um, it's at least a week since Asuka went missing, so they've had at least a week to repair it. But we don't know the actual passage of time. But no, that doesn't matter because Ruru took the machine. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, Shinji didn't damage it that bad. You don't think he did? Not Not worse than Wavy Tubes did. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess you're right. So, uh, and then Asuka's sent to the fucking pond, which I thought was hilarious. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, smart. They put her at the bottom of a lake because they're like, dude, uh, they've said earlier in the series that they're safer in their Evas than anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, the Evas can't be destroyed. I was not even thinking about that. I was like, oh, this is a really smart idea. And then, of course, Shinji is fucking under the fucking stairs. And they're like, oh, my God, we have to fucking find Shinji. And then we get to the fucking scene when the holy, I mean, the uh, army is just mowing down people. And oh my gosh, they are taking no prisoners. They are killing everybody. There's flamethrowers in the fucking doors. I, I, I didn't get why they were so brutal yeah i mean i guess they didn't say the the best i could come up with on the spot is that this is now probably seen as a rogue almost maybe terrorist organization yeah, except this organization is full of scientists like they're not even yeah the whole that there's a whole difference between when you're mowing down um people with guns versus when you're mowing down people with fucking lab coats on look i'm not saying i agree also they probably want to keep like the project a secret like they don't want any leaks to me, the only logical way that this makes sense is that the movie, the writers, they're trying to, like, just double down on the fact that humans are evil. Yeah, I, you know what, I think you're right. I definitely think there's an element of humans are the real monster here that we get in everything ever, for sure. Because that's the only way that this makes sense to me. Because they're part of this, they're the same countrymen, and they're just yeah. mowing down their fucking fellow brethren without weapons. I mean, we, we get way early in the series. I forget when. When I think it's Gendo or Fuyutsuki even says something to the extent of, oh, humanity is our greatest enemy. Oh, yeah, because we're supposed to believe them because they're completely white orange. This guy. Well, the, the point is that it's just like slapping you in the face with that idea that if you... Dude, the last angel is basically a human. Like, come on. <laughs> so they, they try to... They say, hey, get Shinji and Asuka into the Rivas. Uh, Gendo says... To Fuyutsuki, look after things. I got shit to do. Uh, Fuyutsuki tells him to give his best to Yui. Uh, he does say Professor Fuyutsuki. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. I think that's a decent little, like, you know, like a nod. Yeah, sure. They flood the halls with the backlight to try and, like, slow down the advance. I like that. I thought that was good. Yeah, it's smart. Uh, Masato goes to find Shinji, and the control room gets raided. And then, boom, a title card, episode 25, Love is Destructive. Uh, Gendo goes and meets up with Rei, and we see more carnage in the hallways. Seal find, or Zila finds Shinji, and they're like, hey, we found him. Time to take him out. And then, fucking Masato, my girl, dude. Nothing personal, kid. <laughs> yep, they fucking meme him before the meme was yep. around. Uh, Masato shows up, takes out all three soldiers, blah, blah. fucking hero kicks one of them, gets one against their wall with their gun to his chin, says nothing personal. And I'm only going to say this quite once. Masato has a pistol. Three people have machine guns. These guys with machine guns are military trained. The fact they miss Masato makes no goddamn sense. That's the end of my point. It does not, but it's cool to watch Masato beat these guys up. <laughs> yeah, so Masato gets Shinji from those three dudes, gets her cool action hero moment, which they then decide, fuck it, we did Masato too good here. 
uh, <laughs> we learned that the military has secured O1 and Shinji is being an absolute piece of shit. Not moving, being like, I want to die. It's like, there is nothing redeemable about Shinji in this entire movie. Nope. And again, I think there is something to be said here. There is a story here about him trying to overcome all his hardships and ultimately failing and becoming someone like Gendo. Um, this isn't it. To me, this sends the exact opposite message. And we're going to see this like going forward through the rest of this movie as 25 and 26 did, where people just keep getting hurt or killed or whatever because of Shinji and his, I mean, I just call it what it is, I guess, like Shinji's depression is hurting other people. And that kind of feels like the mo the message that this movie is sending, <laughs> whether it's intentional or not. Don't be depressed, kids. You just hurt people. Yeah. I mean, and fuck yeah, that, dude, especially since 25 and 26, they did a much more optimistic take. Yeah. Someone doesn't die but they did bring him back to bring Ho back to life or whatever yeah yeah we'll talk about the ending which i think also completely i don't misses, know but. what it means so shinji i think he's trying to run away or trying to turn away from masato he's not doing anything masato's like having to drag him okay along, well basically. masato says to him he's like turning to a girl is w the worst way to be a half-ass which i thought was really fucking dickish from masato yeah that that sucks too like that again that goes that flies in the face of everything this whole series up to now has been like a, there's a potentially meaningful examination of gender roles and sexuality in this series. But to have Masato of all characters throw that in Shinji's face in the end of the series <laughs> sucks and is so like tone deaf and completely ignores everything that came oh, I mean, it's, it. it's not, it's not like Masato turned to a man to, um, to be half ass. No. Right. And that's the thing. Masato does something that, or does stuff that we would have like, if you want to look at those roles, we would attribute Masato's role in this movie thus far to be pretty masculine. Yeah. And they don't... They, they ruined Masato's character in these, like, episodes. It's so bad. Yeah, a thousand percent. They start... They drop a bomb. One and two mine, I think. And then they drop, like, a million more. <laughs> and we learn that they plan to trigger the third impact with an Eva. So, yeah. Uh, so, before that, I put that down... So humans set up the second impact. She talked about that. And then, mm -hmm. um, and then she talked about the human is the 18th angel, which I said, so dumb. Yep. Because, oh my gosh, that means nothing at all. And then, um, and then want to trigger the third impact with Eva's. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, wants to do it with yeah. Eva. Gendo's plan. I don't know if oh, I know no, what can, it is. Can someone point. explain to me what the fuck happened to the second impact? Can someone explain to me? I think that an angel came into contact with Lilith. Because the humans were the ones that did it. Yes. So how did the humans get the angels? Within Eva, probably? Did they have zero zero in the second impact? They had zero one. They didn't have zero one. I mean, they could have still had zero one. We don't know how long zero one had been around. Uh, we know zero zero has been around. What the head was. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know that they ever actually fully explain the cause of the second impact. So here's what I got from that scene. Uh, so she's in the car, and they're talking. She said, well, she's talking. And she says that the third impact, they're planning on using the Ava series, which is right now. Uh, and then, however many years ago, that was mankind's fault because they tried to turn Adam back into egg form before the angels even appeared. And that's all we get from the second impact. Yeah, it's, this makes no fucking sense because... Nope. Eva's come from Adam, right? No, they come from Lilith. 
No, humans come from Lilith. Eva's come from Adam. From Adam. But yet we're the 19th. He, 18th he, angel. Ain't, whatever. Please. We're an angel. Get your count correct. Okay, I'm pretty sure she said this. But no. no. I'm just getting more and more mad. Yeah. More well, mad we got to make sure that everyone understands why we dislike this. Oh, I don't care about this part. <laughs> oh, I care so much, dude. I do. Oh. I want to know more about the fucking angels. Apparently, they, they don't have any fucking meaning whatsoever. This needs to be into the etherverse, so that way I can get added and they can explain to me. Uh-huh. So, we, as a human, as the 18th angel from Lilith, are using Adam's spawn to protect us from other angels coming from Lilith. Nope. Because only... Yeah. You mean coming to Lilith? No. Coming from Lilith? How? Well, who who else made the angels? I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, <laughs> all angels. Uh, I'm assuming come from Lilith. Oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. Oh yeah, does it? <laughs> no, it does not. No, it doesn't make sense. But that's what they're telling us. And then so wait, no, hold on. Are Adam and Lilith the first two angels? No. No? Are you sure? Yeah. Hmm. According to the Evangelion dot fandom dot com. Adam and Lilith are the first two angels. No. Look, man, that's all I got. All right. So based on the story, then that would mean that only one angel can survive. That's what they said. They said nothing can coexist with other angels. Okay. So we came from Lilith, Uh but we cannot coexist with her. Sure. Okay. But we've done it, though. Did we? Yes, because we had an entire civilization up until just now. It's like a Highlander, dude. They just, they try and destroy each other. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. But up until like up for, I don't know, however many years you want to go back that human civilization has been around up until now, they've coexisted perfectly. So what was the catalyst? They never explained. I mean, saying they coexisted perfectly, I think is. For 4,000 plus years, if we came from Lilith, she had to have been here before us. Correct. This might tie into the end. And the, like, rebirth stuff. However, I will say this. I think I understand what they're going for. But I also really, really don't care. Like, th- this this point, no matter how you read it, means absolutely nothing to me. Yeah, well, let's see. When, when, you, when you have something that's all based on, like, when you do a monster of the week shit angel attacking thing, and then at the end of it you have this huge wraparound story, you know, to tie everything in, and that doesn't make sense, then you don't have a story. Sure. I'm not here to defend Eva. Because, <laughs> like, when you, when you mention that nothing, no angel can coexist with other angels, and then you have three angels that have coexisted for since Lilith created mankind, so they've coexisted ever since they created each other, which, what we're to assume, because it's 2014 in the series, is that we've coexisted for however many thousands of years. You can date back men being men, you know, humankind. And then all of a sudden, like, okay, now in 2010... Shit just goes bad. Again, I, I, yeah, I don't have an answer for you. I, that just, that's just trash. <laughs> Either uh, figure out your complex writing style, or don't mention that shit, or like find find the story in that complexity and make it at least slightly okay, or just just don't. So after this point, um, I'm gonna have to agree with um, Owens. Episode uh, 24 and 25 is better than the movie. But now we get Asuka. Ah, uh, yeah. So now we get to. Asuka wakes up. There are bombs popping off around her. Eva. Oh, well, um, so Masato says, uh, destroy all the Evas for the human survival to Shinji. Oh, yeah. Which 
makes no sense. Oh, no. Well, I mean, they've said multiple times you have nothing can survive with each other. Also, an Eva coming in contact with Lilith will cause a third impact. Mm, they've said that, but I thought that was disproved. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm. Dude, I don't fucking know. Because if Lilith is an angel. Lilith is not an angel. Yeah. Why, why is she an angel? Based on the fucking Wikipedia, Lilith and Adam are the first two angels. Yep. We also get the pendulum office, which I just wanted to bring up because it's real stupid. If I ever have a big, uh, spooky, ominous office, I just want a giant pendulum in the middle of it, constantly swinging back and forth. And people will have to stand on the other side of it when they talk to me. (laughs) Asuka wakes up under the lake inside her Eva. Bombs going off around her. She starts saying how she doesn't want to die. And then O2 awakens and Asuka bursts out of the lake and starts to fight back. Before we talk about how fucking great Asuka is and how awesome her axe-kicking helicopters is, Mm -hmm. I have to say how much this awakening and this realization for Asuka sucks yes thank you immensely holy (laughs) crap she has the realization of what at fields is she's like oh the eva's my mom trying to protect me yay asuka your mom's not good sorry this is not where we go with asuka's character arc i mean i guess based on like see here's the fucked up problem i have like more with the writings the writing writers is you put her in the situation where she has to come out, right? And like rebirth into this, like, oh, I'm going to kick ass now, right? That you're, you're setting that picture. She's in her Eva. She's getting like last stand bullshit, fight or flight. Is she going to give up her fight? You know, you're putting her in the position where she has to fight, but it's not a very good one. And the fact that you did that, the writer, you put her there and made her all this like depression and stuff like that. And then just decided to be like, all right, now get up. And, you know, I, cause I love the fighting in this. It's great. Yes. But they literally just wrote, Asuka gets up. I could even let that go if the reason wasn't so, like, ass backwards and toxic. Like, her effectively reconciling with her mother is beyond terrible. Like, her entire life sucks because of her mother. And I'm not like, you know, hey, mental disability sucks. People should be forgiven for things. But this is not the way to do it with Asuka. Especially since... Up to this point, again, the series has been about these characters overcoming their traumas. This isn't Asuka overcoming her trauma. This is Asuka going, oh, my trauma was actually pretty cool. Um, and uh, that's uh, checkbox number two for ruining characters. But we do get Asuka get up, start wrecking the helicopters. Her cable gets severed just in time for the nine EVA series units to be dropped in. Which, their design's pretty cool. They've got their cool bird wings. She's running out of time. I think she's got like three and a half minutes left or something because her cable has been shot. And they're like, Asuka, you only have this amount of time before Eva shuts down. And she looks around and is like, great, so I got 20 seconds for each. Let's go. <laughs> Which, fuck yes, Asuka. This made, this made me love Asuka. I've, I love badass Asuka. She is great. And goddamn, she is great. Yeah, uh, good Asuka is fantastic. I just yeah. wish again that they didn't ruin her character. Uh, and then she runs at one and literally like pops its head. Yeah. Before we go back to Shinji and Masato, they are running towards um, an elevate an emergency elevator. They get shot at. Uh, Masato gets hit before they take out the people chasing them. And Shinji is still being his bullshitty self. 
And Masato has to kind of pep talk him, telling him, hey, man, whatever happens from here on out, like it's on you. You have to make your decision, which this all comes back to the special boy Shinji stuff, which the series was not doing until about 20 episodes in and absolutely sucks every time they invoke it. I, I still don't know why Shinji's a special boy. This is where that sad music starts too, right? Uh, probably. It was pretty, if you listen to the very beginning of it, it sounds like we're about to listen to the, hello, <laughs> is it me? <laughs> to answer your question, Monkey, he's the uh, special boy because he's the main character and Anno stand in for his depression that he's trying to work through. But he does a bad job with, with the writing of the show. I hope Anno doesn't listen to our podcast. Hey man, Anno, if you're listening to this, I respect a lot of the things you did here. I hope you're doing okay and you figured yourself out. Uh, if you want to talk about Evangelion, hit me up. If you would like to give me an evil robot, I would really like that, Arno. Masato tells him more like, hey, you have to keep... Hey, Masato, before we completely ruin your character, let's give you one more moment to maybe salvage an Evangelion. I put Israel Masato back right here. Yeah, where she tells him, hey, Shinji, just keep moving forward. Keep making mistakes. It's going to happen. Figure out who you are. It's cool. Everyone goes through this. And then we set the series on fire. Evangelion is over. Roll credits. Thank you. That has been our podcast. Goodbye forever. <laughs> the the best scene in the entire movie, Misato kisses Shinji. And you guys, that is sarcastic because why would she? It's so fucking bad. It's like... The fact that, that Misato acts as Shinji mom throughout the entire show and the fact that she kisses him for no reason. She, she doesn't show any, like, love like what's called that kind of love to shinji it's crazy that they do this even if they would have locked lips for like half a second and then that woke shinji up and then he just went on but the the quotes right after where she's like that's how adults kiss and we'll do the rest when you get back fuck off (laughs) oh my god dude it's so bad like shinji has never really been sexually motivated so why now would you attempt that no he's not he's not being motivated by Masada. by Masada Masada's just wanting to kiss Shinji well I guess it depends on how you look at it because I look at it as her just trying to like motivate Shinji out of his little stoop to like we'll do the rest when you get back and then go fucking kill things that is the only reading of this I can get behind that doesn't completely ignore this scene and pretend it doesn't happen because I mean yeah it still sucks there's no version of this that doesn't suck But we have seen Masato to use uh, sex and her sexuality not only as a coping mechanism, and she knows she's about to die, but it's the way that she knows how to play people, the way she knows how to manipulate people. So in her mind, if she's trying to manipulate Shinji and also maybe provide herself a bit of comfort, she falls back on that, the same for both. I still think it sucks. I still think it has absolutely no place in this movie. I still think it completely ruins the relationship between those two characters, which has been shown to be maternal and positive up to this point for more or less until they fucked up. Until like episode 24-ish. Yep. (laughs) Um, And if they had turned this scene into like a nice hug, it would have been a thousand times better. I would have loved a hug. That's such a good good way to send off you mean you fucking kid to his death, but no, we have to fucking kiss him. Um, right, hold on. Actually, you know what? We do get to go back to Masato being great again, real quick. She falls over, about to die, and she's like, man, Asuka told me to get a new carpet. I totally should have. <laughs> that is funny. That's dope. And that is her last thought before Ray's ghost 
She said something about Koji too, didn't she? Uh, I don't know if she said anything about Kaji. If she did, who fucking cares? Oh, yeah, no, that's did, kind of important. I don't, eh, I don't think it is. We okay. know it ever has to think about Kaji again. <sighs> Fine. Uh, Ray's ghost briefly appears. Ghost Ray's watching ghost everybody Ray. die. Yeah, and then there's an explosion, which Ghost Ray watching people die is important to my reading to the end of the series. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. Um, There's an explosion, yep. And then we go back to Asuka fucking ripping up those Eva series. 20 seconds to take down each one. The, the only thing I have about this whole Asuka attack, because it, it was very fun to watch. Yes. Uh, the only issue I had is I think she went through like five or six of these nine fucking things before they started attacking back. Yeah, probably. It was still like, I just think that they could have done like, it, it would just been more action. Yeah, I agree. You know, for sure. But I love watching Asuka kick ass. Um, does anybody know how these guys are being piloted? Are I assume piloted? they're like advanced versions of the jet alone we saw back in like episode six or something. Okay. Yeah, because and they do have cores because I don't know if it's here or later, but we see Asuka reaching through one and grabbing the core God, of another and so cool. crushing it with her hand. Yeah. But yeah, that that every fight sequence with Asuka in this movie is awesome. Um, we cut to Gendo and Ray at Lilith. Let's real quick, in case you hadn't been sold on them ruining Ritsuko, let's put the nail in that coffin. Uh, Ritsuko basically says, hey, you suck. Uh, I'm going to blow this place up. While pointing a gun at Gendo, she presses the button and the Magi refuses. And, and we see it's the third computer, uh, Caspar, I believe. The one from... The, ma- uh, the, the, the woman one. The woman one. Yep, the woman one. <laughs> Ritsuko says, so you chose your lover over your own daughter. This is so bad. It's terrible. The whole symbolizing the fact that it's the fucking woman that's deciding to choose over Gendo is the fucking worst thing ever. I wish they did not do this fucking thing. They could have done it Well, it's like, oh, the fucking Magi system just won't blow up. Like, I would have been fine with that. But the fact they they made it where it's like, no, it's the fact this fucking woman is, stop, is making it where it won't explode. It's so dumb. Oh, I got one. I got one. What if she would have clicked the button and then... Uh, it would have said none of none of it was going off, and then Gendo held up the brain from that one episode. And then does he twirl his mustache and cackle? Absolutely, but <laughs> it's still better than saying, "Oh, mother, you chose." Yeah, yeah, dude. Again, there's a version of this show where that works, but it's not the one where we see Ritsuko and Naoko to have the most healthy paternal relationship. In the entire show. Yeah, they, they have a good relationship. Ritsuko's mom. Naoko. Oh, is it Naoko? Yeah. Fucking realizes that Jendo's a fucking piece of shit. I mean, I guess he died right afterwards, but like... Yeah, but apparently neither of them can get over how fucking cool and suave and charismatic and sexy he is, dude. I wish we would have had any kind of scene with Jendo actually being a cool motherfucker. God damn, the fact that he's just a calculating mother... There was that foot bath scene. <laughs> Oh my gosh. You're right. I I still love him too because of that fucking scene. (laughs) Gendo mouths something when the Magi refuses. Uh, Do we know what he said? Because I don't remember. I have no idea. I assume it was probably something like, I thought you were pretty cool, actually. (laughs) Because Vertigo then calls him a liar. And then Gendo shoots her. And we get the scene from episode 25 or 26 where she's floating down, face down in the LCL. Yep. Except Ghost Ray. Wait, is it me or does Lilith look like she's prego? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Major dad bod going on right there. I thought that they changed the way she looked. 
She has her lower half back since they removed the Spear of Longinus. Yeah, I, I thought that, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was just me. I thought she'd gotten fatter. Shinji is sitting near Unit 01 because, come on, dude. Then we go back out oh, to the fight. With so this is Asuka. this is this is a scene right here. So I hate Shinji throughout the entire show, but this is the scene where I'm like, he needs to die. I do not like this kid. I wish they cut him off in the very first episode. I wish he wasn't part of the fucking series because the series is actually pretty cool. The fact that this this kid is just not helping Oscar infuriates me. Oscar's up there fighting for her life. Well, before you finish all that anger, he can't. No, he can. Yes, he can. Wasn't it like all gooed up? Nope. I think he could have found a way in there. No, no, because this is this is what happened. Oh, I think I need to rewatch that episode. Nope. Since it goes, um, I can't do n- nothing. He's like, I wish I could go help, and then a fucking evil breaks out. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of with Monkey. I read that as like the Eva or Yui or whatever being like, "Yo, son." Get the fuck in here. We got stuff to yeah, do. If Shinji's like, I wish I could have helped Asuka, the Eva would have fucking came out of this fucking, um, what is it called? Bondage or I don't know what. The Bacolite. Yeah, it would have came out of the Bacolite. Also, he could have at least tried to get it. Like, if we're supposed to believe that he can't, but wants to, they should have shown that. No. Him just sitting there implies no, that he's not didn't. even trying. They didn't. Fucking Shinji's just sitting there. He's like, oh, I can't help her. And then fucking Asuka just gets destroyed up there. And then as soon as Asuka dies, then Shinji's like, oh, I wish I could go help. Well, okay. Well, there's a scene before that where he's sitting in there and you see the Eva just being baked. And Asuka's like, I need help and shit like that. And Shinji just goes, mother, mom. So take that with what you will. But I thought that was like he was asking for help then and nothing from the Eva. Yeah, I, I take that as nothing. Um, the spear of Longinus, a spear of Longinus, we later learn that it is not the original, um, pierces through O2 and blood starts gushing from its eye. We get an interior shot. It's so bad. This is so bad. How the fact that Seeley makes a fucking duplicate spear of Longinus is beyond me. Well, it's at this point, they're just like, hey, let's just write in a second spear. They won't fucking question it. It's not even second spear. All these nine motherfuckers have spears of longitis. Oh, do they all have them? My my interpretation of this kind of stuff, because for one, there are, there's nine of these Eva series. Yes, I, I believe they all have basically knockoff spear of longinuses. But the fact that Oscar wrecks them all is basically showing, showing like, yeah, it's the best they could do in this time frame. Like, it's not going to compare to the real thing, but it's it's close enough to for, again, what they can do. I, if they were all walking around like as powerful as Eva's with legit ass spears of Longinus, I think they would have just wrecked Asuka. I'm just saying, if you have the fucking spear of Longinus and you know we can transform to the spear of Longinus, why don't you throw the fucking spear of Asuka? Like, there's no reason for you to be fighting if you throw the fucking spear. But you know go, that goes to AT fields. Well, she could have like dodged it or something, you know? Analyzing <laughs> what people should have done in fight scenes is the most like, ridiculous thing to me and it drives me crazy well i'm not worried about the fight scene i'm worried about like they just they just decide to pick up their pin and say ah uh knock off spare of longitis oh sure from a writing perspective them just having a bunch of these knockoffs is a whole different can of worms i don't care how they fucking use it that uh that again i kind of write off as like oh they're factory versions you know they're they're knockoffs they're <laughs> they're store brand spears of longitis <laughs> they're not the good cheese it's that you want uh, all the Eva series start to get back up, and I don't know if it's here or later, 
where they descend on her like a bunch of uh, vultures, basically. Um, this is when O1 reaches for Shinji. is like, hey, get in the damn robot. Eva O1 awakens and comes out. And then we get the my favorite character in the movie. <laughs> they uh, say that they see Eva O1. It's like, oh, that's Devil Incarnate. And I think this is where the guy goes, well, this was a failed operation. <laughs> um, no, it's actually it's after the credits. Oh, is that after the credits? Yeah, but it's okay. coming. Because we just get the introduction to the Eva One, and it was pretty fucking savage. The evolved Eva One. Yeah, uh, I honestly don't remember. Do you want to tell me more about that? Uh, there, it's like two minutes or so after he gets into it. Essentially, we've got the. Uh, it's right before the to be continued, where we get the weird fucking cut in between the thing. I'm trying to describe it perfectly. It's like a sandstorm going on with those fucking wings just in the distance. Like, just imagine, like, a complete sandstorm, and you see the evil wings, and that's it, and then it just cuts to Shinji's depressed face, which that part's not that cool, but <laughs> the whole sandstorm flying around this Eva is pretty fucking dope. Okay. So we get the remains of Unit 02. Quick shot of that. And then, bam! Credits! We roll credits for some reason, and then jump back in to episode... Uh, I think it's Union of Adam and Lilith to reunite... Oh, no, okay, so this is Gendo's plan. I don't think I... If they give this one episode title, I didn't write it down, because at this point, I was probably like, shut up, Eva. <laughs> um, I question. So, do you know if there was an intermission in the movie theaters or something like that for this? I don't know. Okay, I was wondering if they did that for intermission or whatever it was. Yeah, so so we learned Gendo's plan. We, we come back to Gendo and Ray, and Gendo... He wants to unite Adam and Lilith, and that is how he's going to reunite with Yui. Because of what Ray is, he needs Adam assimilated into Ray, who then has to go into Yui. Or not Yui, sorry, Lilith. So, but 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 we can confirm though that his original plan is not to save humankind. I think his plan is more or less Yui's, if not a little misguided at this point. So his, so we're, and this, the scene confirms that he's still, his plan is still human instrumentality project. I believe so. Yes. Okay. Which when you say save humankind, yes, his plan is to quote unquote, save humankind. Are all endings either save or are all endings where humankind's gone in one, in the original sense? Every JRPG is we have to go kill God because they want to wipe out humanity. But I'm saying like that, that wasn't, that didn't seem like their plan. Oh no, they're not going to kill God. It, but there's plenty of like JRPGs and stuff that the the thing is like literally the plot of Persona 4 is that humans are becoming so like disillusioned and bored with life that this god is going to put everyone into basically a lethargy state, bring them into a world of like illusion and bliss where everyone gets to just live out their life through So VR yeah, basically, except not when it's it's a manufactured world built out of your desires and not actual free will. And, you know, your characters have to go be like, ah, oh, but that's not real free will and beat the shit out of God. And that that's basically the same thing that this is doing of you're going to give everyone this quote unquote perfect world based on their own desires, except it's not real. They they don't actually have the free will. They're just living. The, it, it It's a weird concept, but it's everywhere in anime. I, I, I'm kind of taking understanding it for granted, I realize, as I'm trying to explain it. Well, because I get that concept of, like, free will's not actually, or when you, like, yeah, if you're, if you don't know, ignorance is bliss versus free will kind of shit. The common argument against it is, like, oh, but our ability to feel sad is what makes happiness so great, and our ability to fuck up 
is what makes us human and being in this world of eternal quote unquote bliss is not really living stuff like that you know yeah yeah i do whatever but evangelion took that and they were like let's fucking like show you that plus calculus because i was very much trying to like focus on what the end goal is for everyone and wolf yeah um so in case we didn't know before the gross stuff on gendo's hand is adam implanted into gendo and he needs to put that into ray and of course, because it's Evangelion, Whoa. he can't do it. And yeah, what's up? So, um, Ray's body is being held together by an AT field, which I don't even know what AT fields are. And I know they tried to describe it. It's love. Yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> yeah, except how, but Ray doesn't have those emotions. AT fields are the, are the walls of our heart. They're the things that keep people out. So basically, if you get rid of an AT field, we all mend together and become one. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, of course, it being Evangelion, we can't do this in a normal way. Gendo has to literally just put his hand inside of her breast because he can't do it somewhere else on the body. I will say, I was like, okay, that's where her heart is, right? Uh, and, then he, and then he slips his hand down right to like mm-hmm. her fucking... And I was like, all right, no, that was not a heart move. He was going straight for some tit. But also, like, yeah, yeah, yep. And then Ray, which, fuck yeah, Ray basically eats his hand is like actually gendo i got my own thing i'm gonna do then we cut back to (laughs) oh (laughs) one he holds out his hand and the spear of longinus comes flying back from the moon oh no he he doesn't grab it back sorry uh yeah it just flies back and stops right at oh one's throat there's some stuff about Eva's returning to their true form, returning man to their true form. Only then will our souls know peace. Uh, and O1 gets crucified by the Eva series. And there's some stuff about we have to resurrect the central tree, the tree of life. And I think that's when he starts raising is when we get that best quote from that Sealy so- or Seal Soldier. Oh, is that it? Or is like, yeah, oh, yeah, I think you're right. Like, we failed. <laughs> I, dude, I love the way he says it, too. He's so casual about it. He's like, well, this operation was a failure. As if he's like, all right, time to punch out. So they have no fucking idea what's going on either. Yeah. Seal didn't tell them shit. Um, I, I, don't, I feel like looking at my notes and based on how long we've gone, I did not write down like any time we return to the control room. But I do just want to call that out one more time. Yeah, I was about to say we should could, we should talk about a control room because there, there was a lot of things about it. Yeah, like how often we cut back there and Maya is having a real bad time. She's freaking She's out. She's having a rough day. Yeah, which yes. I made fun of Maya a lot for like throwing up constantly. But fucking yeah, dude. Maya is like so on point with how being a human is. <laughs> Yes, he's like, I don't want to kill nobody. Like, oh my gosh. And the guy's like, like here, yeah. take the safety off. Just fucking shoot. Yeah, like, it's us or them. Come on. Um, There's some stuff about anti-AT fields, which I, again, I kind of eye-rolled past their nonsense. Uh, then there's a shockwave that happens. And hey, guys, the egg, the black moon of Lilith is there. Um, we learned that the geofront, which is where we've been, has been built on top of the black moon of Lilith, or I guess like basically what's an egg. Sure. We get a little bit more of the control room and Fuyutsuki, and then we come back to Rei and Gendo, which is, this is another, I think, one of the few things this movie does correctly. So Rei rejects Gendo and is like, I'm not your doll, and goes to do her own thing. 
Gendo has this whole thing about where they try to explain Gendo and how he treated Shinji, saying, oh, I basically I wasn't worthy of being Shinji's father, which fuck you, Gendo. So uh, Ray goes to uh, go mesh with Lilith. And that's Lilith goes become big mode. Yep, Lilith starts to break free, and I love like the animation on Lilith coming up here. Like she, her face droops and mask comes off, and before she come becomes giant naked Ray. I, I thought for so was Yui. I thought for so was What's Yui until <laughs> yeah. Although it is it is Ray. I, I and yeah, Yui Yui's evil one. Oh yeah, yeah, Yui's evil one. And speaking of, going forward, I will be referring to the giant naked space woman as Ray. It is Ray. Old Lilith. Yeah, but I, but just so we're clear, when I say Ray, that's what I'm referring to. But so I think let's talk about that before we do that. So Ray is just a part of Lilith? Yeah. They merge, basically. And it's it seems like Ray takes like the No, Ray is like a direct person from Lilith. Because um, when Ruru comes in and he's like, oh, you Lilith? Like, oh, he says Lilin, not Lilith. Well, that's the same thing. Lilin or Lilith's children. Yeah. No, but he says, I'm like, I'm, I'm like you. Yeah, I'm like you. Yeah, okay. So it means it means Ray is actually like part God or whoever she is. Well, I was just going to ask, what do you guys think Lilith, or what do you guys think Ray is? I think Ray is basically like a manufactured angel. Do you think Ray was made by humans? Yeah. What about you, Sal? I think Ray is actually a like a part of Lilith. They just took like a piece of Lilith and made Ray out of that piece, which is why Ray can gets back inside Lilith's body. Gotcha. I I I would answer like with my own opinion, but I really have none. I I, I don't know what Ray is to this day. I just know that there were three of them. There's a lot more, but as we know, this is the only one with a soul. So then the question becomes, where did that soul come from? Whose soul is that? I don't know. Yeah, and I don't think we have an answer. So we do get Giant Ray coming out. Um, I love whenever her face and eyes go full creep mode. It looks great. Yeah, that was pretty pretty weird. Uh, in a good way. She returns to normal when she, she when she sees uh, Shinji, and I think Shinji at this point screams, and the Eva series start to sync with Ray. That's because um, I think Shinji's getting uh, he's not losing control. It's like he's I think he's afraid of Ray. Yeah, something like that. I, I mean, I think he's been afraid of Ray since he learned like what she actually is. And then he sees giant Ray. Some body horror stuff happens. And then because Shinji is afraid of Ray, we get uh, this Kaworu split from from Ray, who reaches towards Shinji, and we get some stuff. Shockingly, I think the first mention of ego in this series. Somehow there have not been giant Damn, yeah, diatribes right. about ego and id and super ego. And I just want to recap for everyone that's um, who may be watching this with us for the first time. Nine Eva series robots that are also angels descendant from Adam, the second angel. Or actually, we don't know which one was first or second, but one of the angels is now being commandeered. By the first angel Lilith, even though none of them can coexist to pick up Shinji, who's inside of Evil One, which is an Adam descendant, even though Shinji's a Lilith descendant, to become a tree of life. The tree of life, please. Yeah, the perfect, sorry, the tree of life. And if everyone, if someone at home is going, yeah, nodding right now, then I'd like you to email me and like just to explain more. Uh, that is me, and here's my email. Dear Anthony. <laughs> 
So we get more of like the tree of life stuff ascending, being uh, set up that the spear is absorbed into the core of unit 01. And that's what like transforms it into the thing that looks actually kind of like a tree, I guess. You get the giant cross with eyes. And then we get into more of the introspection stuff that we saw from 25, 26. Um, We get more of like, what do you wish for? Question line. Uh, we have little Shinji at a playground building a sandcastle, which to me, it looks like he's building the nerve base. But And Fuyatsuko said, it's all up to Akari's son now. So it's like yeah. they had this plan from the beginning. Well, we'll say that Dead Sea Scrolls under scenario G. Sure. But yeah, I didn't get that playground shit. Did you guys get the playground? No, I, I mean, it. I was waiting for there to be a meaning to it. I'm still waiting. <laughs> I think it's just means Shinji's just lonely. Yeah, but he played with kids and they went home. That's not lonely. Kids go home. But he, he has no one to go back to. But Shinji can't read the room. Yeah. Um, he destroys it. Blah, blah, blah. More flashbacks. We get more of the, like, shaming Masato for having sex. There's a pretty good quote around that, that era, though. Or that, that scene, scene, whatever. Yeah, hit me with it. Uh, pain is an evident... In- God damn it. Inevitability. Thank you. Of truth. Sure. That's kind of Why cool. not? <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, because, because Shinji was sitting there like, I don't want to see this, you know, because she's getting fucked. Yeah. We get more of the stuff of, oh, everyone's heart is melding. And, you know, they, they get to more knowing each other. <laughs> I literally wrote, wrote more knowing each other slash fear slash neediness, neediness slash the truth. Yeah. I mean, because we kind of already touched on a lot of this in 25, 26. It's just a different perspective and taking on unless I'm unless I miss something big. It seems like this is just the inevitability or the human fuck me project. <laughs> yeah. Um, just so we're clear, like this implies that, OK, no, everyone is melded into one. Everyone knows everything about everybody else. Um, and then we get into a fucked up scene. Also, before um, the, uh, sorry, I want to I want to bring this point up. Perfect timing. So everyone knows everyone. And this is the part where everyone can do anything at any time. What do you mean? So <clears throat> we're already melded into one, right? Yes. So by my knowledge of Evangelion and all partners involved, this is what Yui, or we're led to believe that this is what Yui and the leader of Nur and Gindo wanted. Um, Based on what we learn of Yui later, I think this is more Gendo? Well, yeah, she had her own thing. But I'm saying, like, this, this that's why I prefaced it with we were led to believe this is what Yui right. and Gendo wanted. Sure, yes. So, this is the end of Gendo's plot. So, Seal has lost. I don't know, man. I don't know exactly what Seal wanted. Yeah, no, you're right. They, they wanted rebirth. They wanted to start over, I think. Like, they wanted to restart humanity. And what do you think, Sal? I don't know, dude. Uh, this The whole plan thing... I understand from the fucking plan was Yui just wanted to keep Shinji alive to make him immortal, which I don't understand, but whatever. So, yeah, we get we get to this really shitty scene, which, if you remember, pretty much parallels the scene where they uh, Shinji and Asuka kiss. Asuka calls Shinji out, basically saying, like, you don't actually like me. You don't care about me. I'm just the easiest and the least scary one for you. Shinji starts asking her for help, and Asuka just fucking stone cold says no and then shinji chokes asuka in a truly disturbing scene yeah and the music sounds like lady in red by krista berg <laughs> i wrote odd music <laughs> well at the beginning of it i did ass was like you never look so lonely as you did tonight or however it starts off uh we get a bunch of flashes of things and then more oh i should die stuff okay i get a question yeah what's the point of him choking asuka like what? What? 
what was that supposed to portray? I do not understand the reasoning behind it. I think that. Okay, here's here's the thing. I think it sucks, but I think it circles back at the end. Okay, that's my reading on it anyway. I don't have one on this exact scene, other than nothing Shinji does in this entire movie makes any amount of sense. The only way this makes sense to me is if it parallels in like twenty six when they were like flipping through like the drawing, you know, sketches looking like a take on me video. And then he like started walking and then someone was like, you can do whatever you want. Oh, now okay. you have limitations. So like he was kind of in that, like I can do whatever I want. I'm going to choke Oscar. Honestly, th- this scene without the context of the end left me super confused. Cause again, I, I but again, I don't think um, anything Shinji does in this movie makes any sense at all. We cut back out to Ray who sprouts wings uh, someone, I think, I think the dude from Sile, who's like this old guy with a VR headset on, yeah, uh, says the chamber of guff is opening. Sure. Which, boy, that, that thing's been open for a while, my man. <laughs> and this is where we get the fun scene of everyone starts popping into LCL. I, I do like the fact that we get to see everybody's, um, what do you call it? The person they want to see the most. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, which for, uh, Hyuga is Masato, which poor guy, uh, for Maya is Ritsuko. I wouldn't say We're poor sorry, guy. Fucking love. Yeah, that was great. Uh, no, poor guy, because Masato is totally using that, dude. I mean, yeah, but yeah. Uh, what if he just, that's what all he wanted? Yeah, he seems too naive for that. But yeah, we get everyone popping into LCL. I would have loved some, like, show us that, like, this is happening everywhere. Because we're led to believe that this is the entire world. Yeah, it makes I would have loved to see some shots from, like, other places of people just start popping into LCL. Just to, like, set that up and see what that looks like from the context of people who aren't nerve agents and the characters we already know oh okay i mean i didn't care about everybody else i just think it would have been a nice touch because it's yeah i know especially since we're you know so focused on these people but this is yeah whatever i would have loved that more than i like the next fucking scenes too oh i like i love the next scene I like the next scene, too. Where Gendo basically says, like, yeah, I'm not, I wasn't, I have a hard time connecting to people. I wasn't good enough to be Shinji's father, blah, 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 blah. And then Rei, Kaoru, and Yui all basically say, nah, fuck you, dude. You don't get to be a part of instrumentality, by the way. You fucked up. You suck. And O1 bites off his head. <laughs> and it's awesome. Yeah, but we also get that point where it's, um, it's called... So Jindo is running away, which is the thing that he gripes Shinji about all the time. Mm-hmm. So it just means that Shinji could become Jindo, basically, if stuff happens. Yep. And this is the last time I'm going to hit that point. I think there is a great story here about Shinji failing to overcome his trauma fully and becoming a person like Gendo. But again, this is not it. Even though they put the parallel there, it's right there. <laughs> but even if they, if even if that what this was that story, it would still suck. The Eva series are doing more pushing spears. Everyone starts to get absorbed into Ray. Everyone like in the whole planet. Uh, Shinji goes into the forehead <laughs> because special boy Shinji. It's a vagina shaped forehead, isn't it? I mean, it slits open. Yeah, I mean, probably. Yeah, why? Okay, I thought so. Okay. Uh, we get some flashes of people saying rejecting phrases at Shinji, saying, oh, you can run away. And there's, for some reason, sex scenes in the background. Or sex sound, sorry. <laughs> oh, dude, I know what you hated. And, uh, oh, boy, this is, I'm so here for this. Hey, guys. You wonder what's going on in the real world at all? Man, fuck, I'm done. <laughs> Evangelion <laughs> lost me again, dude. I'm fucking done. Oh, dude, this is, maybe it was because I was so, like, 
out by this point. Like there was not, there was almost zero salvaging this for me. I friggin' loved this in the way that I thought it was so funny. I don't think it's good. I don't think it serves a purpose, but man, did I enjoy it. <laughs> I wanted to discuss, uh, so the LCL is the ocean of life, which is very interesting. It's a primordial soup. I had to take a lap around the house. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, it's so good. We see an empty movie theater. We just get a bunch of Why? shots of like power lines and a cat and a Why? tray. Uh, yeah, with that cat, the cat should be with us, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of the cat shot. No, I'm saying the cat should be like inside the soup too, right? I mean, it has a soul. Oh yeah, sure. Why not? You're saying I'm, I can't take my dog to the fucking tree of life? Or oh, once you dog? get there, just do whatever you want. Yeah, make your dog or make whatever. whatever dog. Make a super dog. Uh, we get a thing of, oh, what do you suppose dreams are? And then we get a shot of people in a movie theater looking very uncomfortable because they know they're being filmed. Some people are straight beaming that camera. Some people are like... That one dude threw up like the sign or whatever. <laughs> yep. Yeah. People throwing up signs. Uh, I assume this came off of a screening of some Eva, maybe Death and Rebirth, which came out before this. There, then does it feel good here? I don't know. I don't understand reality. This is a tailor-made reality to get revenge against the world, which I bet that quote is a lot of where the reading of this being a fuck you from Ano comes from because it kind of doesn't make sense in the context of Shinji. It's rebutted with that's not a dream. That's a substitute for reality. Uh, we get more uncomfortable audience God shots. Damn it. Then we get back into the animation with a quote saying dreams and reality end or where I don't know where where do you how do you figure out where dreams and, re and reality begins and vice versa I guess is kind of what they were trying to uh, imply there and then <laughs> Ray's neck splits open and there's a ton of blood just spraying out we see Shinji and Ray in an ocean of LCL we learn more about human instrumentality oh there's no AT fields everyone's merging into each other and I, th I think it's Ray basically says, this is what you wished for, Shinji. This is what you wanted. Um, Shinji says, no, this isn't what I wanted. Which that mirrors pretty well, I think, with some of the 26 stuff. Yeah. A lot of this is kind of stuff we got in 26. And then it comes back to Ray who says, well, with people come walls and with and fear. So you can't you can't have humanity without all the bad stuff. They hold hands, I guess. That looks like what I wrote. I wrote the word holding twice. What was happening? There's something with Masato's necklace, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's holding her necklace. Okay. Well, because it's kind of weird because this is the, I think this is the scene. It's, it's weird as fuck because I'm pretty sure Ray's arms are inside of Shinji's torso and she's on top of him. Yeah, okay. Um, Ray and Kaoru are shown they're used to represent shinji's hope for understanding and love and he refrains his he wants to see everything everyone again which by the way we got back in episode 16 and totally forgot about that resolution we see giant ray falling and oh one busts out of its eye roars and we finally get her eva oh one wings uh the geo front starts to drip all the souls back out, I guess, theoretically, uh, and bursts. Uh, we get more visions of, you know, oh, you get your heart and shaping the world and choosing what you want before Big Ray falls apart. O1 gets its spear and all the Eva series explode. Uh, we get a reiteration of Yui's Creed, 
which is as long as you have the will to live, anywhere can be paradise. We see a shot of Yui uh, drifting away from Shinji. And this is, again, actually a pretty decent message that is undercut by pretty much everything that comes before and after it. Yeah. Um, Shinji says, I'll stay here. I'll keep thinking about life. And uh, he probably says a few more things, but uh, the main takeaway from the scene I got there is kind of what I tried to talk about in 25 and 26. And that, uh, the way that wrapped up and the way Shinji basically resolves to be like, yeah, I I know things are going to be kind of tough, but it's okay. I'm, I can take this one day at a time. Also, shout out to the animation with all the crosses and stuff floating back down all the, like just the weird shit that was happening. Uh, writing aside the animation is still phenomenal it is very good especially for something that came out in 97 um ray's head splits apart and we learn what yui wanted yui wanted to build eva and man's image because souls could go on and live forever she wanted basically just once humanity and earth have ceased to exist she wanted the Evas to exist as a vessel to he- keep humankind existing in some capacity so that they could be discovered by, you know, I guess future civilizations and all that nonsense. So Ray or not Ray, sorry, Yui didn't really want instrumentality from what I could gather. She just wanted humanity to keep existing because as long as you exist, there's hope that good thing and the chance that good things will happen, which is a fantastic ending note if you would have ended it there. But the fact that we had to go through all of that horse cock maneuver to get that good message is mm-hmm. just wasn't worth it. Don't forget the part where we had to destroy every single character arc beforehand. Yeah, we've already said it 14 times. You can make a story. This wasn't it. Yep. All right, let's get real weird. Yeah, he, say, he says, goodbye, mother. One more final. I need you. We see the Ray head in the background, which I friggin love, dude. Oh, my God. I love that it like didn't disappear. It's just there now. It's just a piece of ruin. And it's the crazy eyes, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, we see Masato's cross uh, nailed to just like a tree or something. Uh, We see the crucified Eva. We see Shinji and Asuka just laying there with nothing around them. Uh, Ray appears and disappears real quick, and Shinji starts to choke Asuka again. Asuka caresses his cheek in a way similar that to his mother when she was floating away, and Shinji starts to cry and stops choking her. Asuka says, disgusting, and the movie ends. And before we jump into it, let me just say at the top, <laughs> um, I do think what they're trying to do here, and this probably goes and why this wraps into, I think, the previous choking scene is that he stops choking her when she caresses his cheek. So I think what they're trying to say here is that human kindness can overcome human malice. The good can overcome the bad. Something along those lines. Okay. I think it sucks still. I don't think it works, even if that is the correct reading. I think Asuka should have beat the shit out of Shinji. Because fuck you. Um, and, and sorry, the, the only other note I have before I let you guys go wild is that the, this last line, Asuka's very final line, is the other one that has been um, translated in multiple different ways. And there actually is a story behind it that kind of sucks, which I will tell once we wrapped up if you guys want me to. This is the thing I um, think why Shinji's choking Asuka. I think it's like in that movie Inception, well... Who's the main actor in it? Is it DiCaprio? Yes. Uh, he has the fucking top, 
and we see in the end of the top like if it falls down then it means he's not in a dream but if if it if it keeps spinning that means he's in dream so i think that's shinji's way of saying um choking oscar to see if he's still connected with everybody or is this part of the thing you get what i'm saying yeah if it's real or if it's still instrumentality yeah i think that would have that would have been more effective of a reading for me if uh oscar had like been like shinji fuck off what do you do instead of like this oh it's okay you're choking me to death but i forgive you i care about you that sucks also the fact that oscar is bandaged up like makes no sense mm. i mean i'm just like how did that happen i don't think there was anybody that like rescued her afterwards i mean i i'm pretty sure she died in that fucking eva battle yeah but. well they all Dude, i've got so many fucking problems with this okay let me just before you jump into that the one thing i do i i sorry i i have one more thing to try and explain this uh, as I read it. And it ties into the Ray Ghost. Um, what we're led to believe is now that instrumentality has, quote unquote, ended, people are not just spit back out. They are basically given the choice. If they want to return, that they they can. And this ending shows that Shinji and Asuka are the only two thus far that we know have made the choice to come back. I'm sure plenty of other people would. But the reason we saw the Ray Ghost is that she was basically, the way I see it, pulling them instru- into the instrumentality. So even though they died before being gooed, I think uh, Masato and Ritsuko both still have that option. So that's just a catch-all to let people who have died come back. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, not necessarily that. Like, I don't think that Kaji can come back. I don't think Gendo definitely can't come back. Basically, the only ones I see that for is uh, Ritsuko and Masato. Maybe other sh- soldiers, like nameless soldiers who died at Nerve. A- and we're shown them being part of instrumentality, both in this movie and in 2526. So that implies that they... Although I guess we do kind of get a little kaji. I don't know. Which My I point is, yeah. I believe that Masato gets to come back to life. Okay, so the fact that there was a Ray Ghost in the very beginning, does that mean that this whole story is a lie? I think that Ray Ghost was put there, and then they forgot about it because they didn't know what they were doing. Okay. <laughs> That's my hot take on that first Ray Ghost in episode one. Okay, Anthony, do you want to go over your stuff? Not really. Okay. <laughs> Great. Uh, I, I mean, I'm fine with it, dude. <laughs> uh, I just think the people died, and they're just allowed to come back now after human instrumentality. Uh, I mean, they that's never explained. I mean, he chokes her and she says, disgusting. I, after immediately after I wrote, nope, it just doesn't make any character sense because he was like, this isn't the world I wanted. And they were like, okay. And then he breaks out and then everyone's allowed to come back if they want, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, you know what? I'm still going to choke Asuka, though, because that's what Shinji did before. I guess to be clear, her saying disgusting is probably a reaction to him jerking off to her comatose body. Oh, yeah, because she knows. Yeah, because she knows now. That actually makes sense. Which, dude, that is not the appropriate reaction. I mean, it is, but it's not, especially when he's already choking you. I feel like Asuka should have a way bigger reaction. She she should have, like, started slapping him, beating the fucking shit out of him, and then say, by the way, you're disgusting, and then in the credits. Here's the thing with the human instrumentality project. Like, everybody knows each other, so she knows how Shinji feels about her, and... Yeah, it still sucks. Um... So, like, Shinji's like, I don't like this. I want people. And then also Shinji, I'm just going to choke her out. Like I said, I think it's the top thing with the and I still, And that's the only person that he actually kind of cares for that we're seeing. So he's, like, still wants to be lonely forever, even though he wants people. Well, he do- he doesn't kill her, though. Remember, he stops. Yeah, I, know. I guess because I didn't see her. I, we heard her say it. I didn't actually see her say it. It makes sense that she didn't die, but. Also, I, I think they show him stopping. Yeah, they do. 
He starts crying afterwards. Yeah, she caresses his cheek, and then he starts crying, and he stops choking her. I think initially I took that as her dying. Oh. And then he's just crying on top of her dead body. No. Which, I, I, <laughs> now that we've talked more about it, I, I'm probably, like, still yeah. 20% that, 80% you guys, so. I mean, I'm glad we were able to put numbers in this fucking show, because they didn't put no numbers in the final movie. Well, yeah, hold on, sorry, sorry. I sorry. put There's a, a point zero 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 percent chance on my own theory. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think, I think there is a reading of this ending that is supposed to be like hopeful and optimistic, but boy, does it not land and you need to bend over backwards and simultaneously jump through some hoops to get it. Uh, I have a passing thought. Yeah. So we just shit on okay. a movie for two and a half hours and I want to leave our, the end of our podcast with something happy. Hey, there were some good parts. Oh no, dude. Um, we get, I get to choose my anime. That's gonna be the happy part about this anime. Okay. So, does anyone have any more final thoughts before I give a, my final thought? Do you guys want to hear a shitty story about the final line? Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. Was it? Um. So this, I, I heard this like third hand, but I'm pretty sure it's like in interviews that you can go see, or not see, but like read. They were recording this, like the final episode, and the final, like they did the final line which originally was something I think longer and clunkier and they weren't happy with it. So they brought the voice actress for Asuka back in. And because it was a scene between them, they also brought the voice actress for Shinji back in to try like different readings of the line. And Ano being the fucking weird auteur trying to get like this realism out of his story and performances asked uh, the line to be delivered while the, the VA for, Shinji was choking the voice actress for Asuka. Um, and that didn't quite work either. So Ano goes up to the voice actress for Asuka and says, hey, I want you to imagine something. Imagine a guy breaks into your, a stranger breaks into your apartment. And instead of raping you, he masturbates near your sleeping body. What would your reaction to that be? And that's where we get the line. Disgusting. Yeah, that that's weird. where the disgusting comes from yeah or or i think because of the way the japanese is it could be uh interpreted as things into things of like i feel sick whatever but th yeah that's where that line comes from <laughs> well that's weird because i thought it was a perfect line for oscar because oscar says disgusting to shinji all the time at the very beginning oh i'm not saying like it's a bad line i'm saying it's <laughs> yeah no it's badly yeah like how they found it is really badly I was thinking a lot about the last episodes, the 25, 26, and just different point of views, and you guys saying, like, how many people actually liked it? Well, it's a hard split if you either really like it or you really don't. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking a lot about that, and as much as we shit on the storytelling of this, there are some really positive themes to take from the beginning episodes, because I've read somewhere that people dub this as the loneliest anime. <laughs> I And, I mean, honestly... It it is it, they I mean they it's the hedgehog's dilemma they do it to themselves but mm -hmm. I mean they're not right and I guess if you are that lonely and this reckon like or resonated with you so well I mean if if this still resonates with you up until the end then I'm a little confused but I that's kind of cool yeah you know absolutely I, mean? I I think I touched on that at a point like, like in 1997 outlet. if you're if you're watching a bunch of anime you didn't have things that talked about issues like this or portrayed issues like this. So I could totally understand seeing this as like, especially if you're young 
and having these feelings, something actually addressing them and trying to work through them, I could totally understand being drawn to it and identifying with it and it feeling powerful. Yeah, I completely understand. I mean, um, even again, it's not that for me, but it was definitely punk music when I was growing up. It was like the thing that connected with me. So yeah, I mean, everybody has their own devices and stuff like that. Just like as a broad thing, I noticed doing this series, especially during this movie, you two are much more focused on plot and I'm much more focused on character. And I think that's an interesting divide because the two kind of go hand in hand, but are so like at odds when it comes to what you end up putting emphasis on. I always be about that plot, bro. I'm actually a lot about story. Yeah, that, yeah that's what I just said. <laughs> Closing thoughts on Evangelion, anybody? Okay, so I just want to ask my questions. Okay, so um, your rankings paper plate for the last three that we've done. Oh, uh, Perfect Blue, Cowboy Pop, Evangelion. Ooh. <laughs> Evangelion's third. <laughs> I abstain from voting on the other two. Okay, so I'm just going to say mine since no one's going to ask. That's Cowboy Bebop, uh, Perfect Blue, and number 10 is Evangelion. Oh, that's right. Yeah, like, number 10. I have yeah, 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 yep. Yeah. Your favorite characters, and that's including the end. Uh, I still stand with Hikari, and uh, I'll throw... Oh, what's his name? He's, he's one of the techs in the boardroom. Hyuga? Yeah, Hyuga. I actually liked Hyuga. I related the most to him. Okay, I'm going to change mine, so I said it was Ruru. <laughs> I relate most to Maya. I spent a lot of time under my desk screaming and throwing up. Wow. Um, so I said it was Ruru, and after the movie, it's a tie between Ruru and Asuka. But we do like Maya after the movie. I thought Maya was actually a pretty good character. Uh, who you guys think uh, was, a, like, I don't want to say worst character, but, like, the one that disappointed you the most in the series? Shinji. 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 I, I, I would have to say Masato. I think they really both. I, I choose to right ignore there. the end of Masato's art. Okay. <laughs> he actively chooses to pretend it didn't happen. Um, also, I still think Shinji's worse. <laughs> Who you guys think has the coolest character design? Evo One. Evo One. Oh, I don't know. That was a character. This is really cool. Yeah, like that was the coolest cool. thing for me. Remembering that fucking dust storm where the wings spat out and you just see kind of like the glow of the eyes. Fuck yeah. Oh wait, I'm sorry. I take back my answer. Gendo. Oh, oh god. Uh, uh, although, if I if I have to give an actual human answer, I do really like the designs on uh, Masato and Ritsuko. I liked Ruru for like humanish, uh, human humanoid. Yeah. Oh, sorry, they're all humanoids, but I might have to go with um, Owens and say O one. I actually do like O one's thing. Final thoughts? Wasn't the worst show I've ever seen, but I had higher expectations. Um, I feel vindicated. I understand the reasoning why people love this show. It's not for me though. Well. <sighs> I've gone through life thinking I was going to hate Evangelion. I came into it begrudgingly thinking I might come out liking it despite my previous thoughts. And now that I've decided End of Evangelion is a trash movie and the past six episodes undo all the goodwill that I had building up to it, I feel vindicated that Evangelion's not good. Um, are you guys going to watch the rebuild saga? Nope. Uh, no. Maybe somewhere down the line I might. Because like I said, I tr there is some stuff in here, despite all my negativity, that I truly do think is great. I know there's an amazing fight with Asuka in the Rebound Saga. And they do introduce another character. And Ruru does stay in longer than he does in this show. What about you, Anthony? Are you going to watch the Rebuild Sagas? Uh, not anytime soon. Okay. Now we get to choose um, the next anime. Yeah. I get to choose now. It's the moment he's been waiting for since I said Evangelion. <laughs> yeah, dude. God damn. How many weeks have you been on this, you guys? Actually, probably since Perfect Blue. He's probably waited to pick it. So. Yeah, I've been waiting. This is six for Evangelion, I think. A six? Okay. Are you including the movie, too? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, six weeks. So, um, 
I'm going to let Anthony choose. I'm going to say categories and see if Anthony knows these categories. Or not. Oh, I thought you had locked one in. Okay. Oh, no, I have not locked one in. Because I I can choose anything in my in my mind, but I want Anthony to So choose. just so everyone knows what's happening, you're going to give me three categories of typical animes that you have an anime already picked out for. And when I pick one of the categories, you're going to pick, you're going to say the anime that you have in mind. Yep. And I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm just going to say this. I'm so if you excited. Need explanation on the category, you may ask. Yes, and I will give you the explanation. Because I have dictionary up. All right, let's do it. But I'm just going to say this. I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. <laughs> give him your anime. <laughs> so the th- three different categories. The first one, Anthony no knows what this category is. It's going to be a mech anime. You know what mechs are? Uh, I need to describe uh, Gundam Wing, yeah, and what we just watched. Yeah, big giant yep. robots. Isekai. You know what Isekai means? Not at all. Isekai means uh, the main character gets transported to another world. That's literally what the meaning of it is. Okay. Isekai uh, diff- translates to different world or other world. And basically what it says is, uh, is an accidental travel genre of light novels or blah, 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 blah. Oh, one of my favorite books when I was a teenager is Isekai. is under that kind of thing. Uh, I'm just uh, give some examples, you guys, just in case the audience doesn't know what Isekai means. Rookie of the Year is one. Harry Potter. Uh, yeah, Harry Potter could do it. Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Bad News Bears. <laughs> nope. Okay. And then uh, the mo- one of the most popular ones in the category that's most popular in America, Shonen. You know what Shonen is? I, I've picked up on that one over these past few weeks, or since we've been doing this. That's like the Naruto one, right? Yeah. Shonen, I think, literally means aimed at young boys. Yep. It's a... It's a it's a genre of Japanese comics or animated films aimed primarily to young male audiences. Shonens can be good. Um, <laughs> do we want to give Anthony episode counts? No, we do not. No. Okay. So pick one. No, I wouldn't. I think I've already decided. What is it? Drumroll Prillies. Easy Kai. Easy Kai. Okay, dudes. So all these three that I've picked is in my top 15. And... One of them is in my top five. He did not choose the one that's in my top five. Is it the uh, mech that's in your top five? Nope. It is the song oh, okay. that's in my top five. Fair enough. But the one we're going to play, the one we're going to watch, you guys, he said Iskai is going to be a devil's a part-timer. A devil's a part-timer? The devil is a part-timer. Where is that available legally? <laughs> Netflix. You can watch it on Netflix. Okay, perfect. Uh, what's good? It was made in 2013. Interesting. So we finally have one of this decade. Yeah. And there's only 13 episodes. So since there's going to be 13 episodes, I should, I think we should do four episodes apiece. Uh, do do a four, five, four, maybe? Uh, yeah, something like that. Okay, so is there a dub? Yes, there is. Okay. With Evangelion wrapped up, how will our heroes find their next adventure? Will Anthony find value in The Devil is a Part-Timer? You know, I'm just glad that the science makes sense. <laughs> God, I hope there's no science. <laughs> How long will Sal spend explaining the jokes that he thinks are funny to us? You, know, you see, this joke is just funny because uh, he does this thing. <laughs> and will Will Owens laugh at any of the jokes? Nah, it just didn't land for me. That's a no for me, dog. <laughs> Find out next time on my first anime.
Thanks again for listening to My First Anime. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends and leave a review. It really helps. I'm Chris Bailey, and you can find me on Twitter at ChrisRBailey or hear me play pretend on the actualplay.network podcast. And finally, thanks to Slink for the use of 12-speed as our intro and Winnie the Moog for the use of speed energy as our outro. You can come to my stream, STMonkey at Twitch, where the O is a zero in monkey, so make sure you guys remember that. Uh, I play single-player games and multiplayer games, well, sometimes multiplayer games, Tuesdays and Fridays afternoons. You can also follow my Twitter at STMonkey, also O is a zero, and my Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is mostly containing dog photos of my dog. He's a poodle. And situ. You can reach out and contact us on Twitter at MyFirstAnime or uh, email at MyFirstAnimePodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel so inclined, my personal Twitter and Instagram are both Sir Paperplate, where you will find only pictures of my cat. And once again, thanks for listening to My, my First, first Anime. anime.